journey to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. I'm Coach Potts. I'll be joined shortly by Rockin' Ross. If you haven't yet, go to CoachPotts.com, sign up for the newsletter. With that, you will get your free ebook with a bunch of smoothie and juicy drink recipes. Today, we talk about four essential tools you're going to need and also four essential foods. But as you're going to see, this conversation pretty much goes off the rails. So I hope you enjoy episode number eight, the Home and Body Improvement Show, starring Rockin' Ross and Coach Potts. How are you, my friend? Andy, how are you? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. It's the Home and Body Improvement Show with my good friend Rock and Ross. I'm Coach Potts, and we're getting serious here. We are getting serious. This is like a late night AM radio show, you know? The kind that gets uh, gets a little bit deep, the one that no one listens to, but they have some good things anyway. That's, that's what this is right now. We're having a late night AM radio show. I like it. It's like they're cruising home at the end of the day. Ross, I got four poignant topics. We're going to get to those soon. If you remember correctly, last time I said, what are your top four tools that you must have on every job? And I was going to answer top four foods that I must eat every day. Um, I got my foods in mind, but I can't just narrow it down to four. Can you narrow it down to four tools? Razor blade. Oh, you can. Okay. One. Phillips. Screwdriver. Um... Both, you need both screwdrivers. That's uh, we're at three, and then uh, channel locks. Well, what about hammer? Yeah, but like you're like you can use the back of the screwdriver to hammer something down, right? I guess. Yeah, you can use the back of your razor. You know, when you have a pocket razor blade, you know, like the razor right there, you can use the back of that. They always have a little knocking bit on it too. I guess these are stupid questions, and I have no one to blame on myself because I'm the one that came up with them. But this isn't like you're on a desert island and you only have four tools. Go! I think like what are the four things that you would tell somebody to bring to any job? You know, tape measure. You know, you need your tool belt and you need to organize. So you tape measure. You need your 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 screwdrivers. You need uh, a seven in one and um, and a pencil, and that can pretty much do a lot for you. And a notepad. Ross, I'm going to make a confession here, and I don't want you to judge me, but I think it's about time that you know this about me. Are you ready? Mm. I don't own a tool belt. Wow. Yeah, no, I believe me, I'm ashamed. Should I be talking to you right now? <laughs> no, if I were you, I'd have just hung up. And if I were you, I, I wouldn't know. even do this stupid show because I'm an idiot. But um, I, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's on my list of things to buy. And guess what? Don't own an apron either. I'm going to buy an apron, and I'm going to mm. buy. I was wanting to get an apron that said, kiss the coach. Get it? Like, instead of cook, coach. Kind of funny. Um, and I don't own a tool belt. So this, I literally, anytime I do a home improvement job, I need to wear either sweatpants with pockets in them or uh, shorts with pockets in them. Or I've even gone as far as to wear a sweatshirt that has one of those, like, front pouches. Because <laughs> that's where I put my tools. I know, it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I think the best thing is probably yeah, not wear sweatpants because you're going to probably have a sagging, uh, droopy butt. And I do, back. yeah. No, it's I gotta tie the string a little bit tighter, you know. And if I, it's I put, a little, it's a little weird. It, I don't see guys working construction wearing uh, sweatpants. I've put the hammer in the belt loop, like not 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 joking either. Yeah, no, I, I listen, man. I do a lot of home improvement. All right, I'm not professional like you, but I do I do think it is that time. I have crossed that threshold. I do need a tool belt, somewhere to put my tools while I'm working. Yeah, I think just being organized helps you out. 
And so, and when things are close to you, it helps you out because a lot of people who do remodeling don't know that there's a lot of walking. There's going to be a lot of movement, and that can apply to your feet. And so you need probably the proper shoes. You know that helps out. Tennis shoes, great. I awesome. would say if you're wearing sandals, you're not really engaged. You're kind of more on vacation mode. But you're like, I'm enjoying this. Fine. But at some point, like you're not going to go running. You know, wearing your sandals, right? No. You flip flops. You like, need to be ready. Yeah. Like oh three miles yeah these sandals are a great thing I should be doing this right I you know your wife is gonna look at you like an idiot and you're like what no I I, I don't know I want to try this out you're not in your twenties anymore okay that's what you're kind I, of in adult mode I, believe me I I realize this and and with each passing day your that that statement is more and more true I'm just not a kid anymore I need to buy. <laughs> I got I to gotta do it, man. I got to buy a tool belt. It's, I've, I've gotten to that point. I've done enough projects. I would say I spend, and this is not an exaggeration, a minimum a third of my projects are searching for the tool that I need to do the job, at least. Well, and then almost a third is just figuring out like the planning, like just figuring out like well, how many pieces of wood do I need, what sizes they need to be. The actual work, in my opinion, has never really been that difficult, not with the stuff that I do. But the planning and the searching for the proper tool because I'll put my like screwdriver down and I'll lose it for like 10 minutes and then I'll have to go get my spare screwdriver but I'll have spent 10 minutes being like it was just here where, where is it so a tool belt is coming that's going to help eliminate that I just got to get used to putting stuff in the tool belt so I don't lay it down and forget about it I'm bad at that Ross hey it's it's a, as long as you you know as long as you want to put up with it until you want to get organized you'll, you'll you know you'll put up with it you know what? It's not. It's, it's not just talking. tools. <laughs> not just tools, man. You know, it's I, tools. I edit videos, right? You have to plan in advance because otherwise, you send you spend the majority of the time just organizing your, you know, your clips, trying to label everything properly, trying to color code it. I mean, unless you take the time to actually sort those things out, the projects take like two, three, sometimes you know, four or five times as long as they possibly they probably should. And it's just all about organizing, man. Especially and with the, building, right? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, but um, the other thing was too is listen to another podcaster, and he says uh, change man. up your your outfits because then you remember from that time you shot that you were like oh I was wearing the red shirt, the red shirt that that makes sense compared to me wearing gray all the time. You know, you're just like there's you're trying to have bookmarks for you, and then and then that would categorize you at that time and place uh, what you were doing. So that's another point to help you out. Interesting. Change my outfits. Get a tool belt. Get organized, grow up is what you're telling me, Dan. That's, these are good. You know what? I, but you know what? Let's get back to the tools that you need, the, the essentials. The one thing that I have found that I'm surprised that I didn't buy a better one of early on was a drill. And uh, back in the day, I had one of those. Essentially, it was just an electric screwdriver, right? And then it, you could change the bits, but it wasn't doing. And then I ended up doing everything kind of manually. But I never really had a nice drill. And then I found that my one of my uh, girlfriends back in the day bought me one. And um, it made all the difference in the world. And I had that drill for about seven years. And it was a two-pronged um, uh, plug, which was nice because I could use it on anything I didn't need. Uh, so extension cords were very easy to find for it. I used that thing forever. The only problem was you had to use the, um, I don't even know what they call that thing when you loosen the bit, the, the oh, chuck. Like the chuck. Yeah. I kept losing the chuck. And so that was a pain in the butt. So recently, and I had that drill for about seven years, and then um, I'd say about two months ago, I went out and bought a nice drill. And it's made all the difference in the world. You don't need a chuck. 
I use it to screw things in. It, the only problem is it's so high power that I have to like slowly, you know, press the button in order to make sure that it doesn't strip the screws completely. But man, the, the battery lasts forever. Um, so you don't have to worry about, you know, fumbling around with the cords. Don't worry about extension cords. Don't need a chuck. And it has a light on it, which makes mm -hmm. it just those little things like that. You're like, oh, my God. And a little and it's some like magnetized stuff, too. So I can actually like attach things to it. So I don't have to continue to search for like, you know, little pieces like the Phillips head screwdriver, stuff like that. It just attaches to the actual drill itself. So I'm in love with it, man. I think that's an essential tool that you need. Yeah. I mean, like if you're doing like just low low end little things is like every homeowners are just gonna probably buy like a rigid I mean like I mean that neon green brand uh, I can't even think about it at Home Depot um, like that's good for what, a kid is that what I have the, the Ryobi I think it's Ryobi Ryobi makes some good stuff I don't mind them I like them um, I think it's Ryobi but I you know get your kids involved in, in, in tools I'm telling you no Bob the Builder play toy set's going to get you anywhere. No, but um, yeah, well, it'll get you somewhere for at least a little while, and then you'll realize, you know what? If only I had the right tools, this job would be so much easier. And you figure, yeah. you know, how much money are you going to save doing the stuff yourself anyway? So invest in a nice drill, man. I mean, it'll last you forever. Yeah, I think, you know, I, we, I have a dual drill. It's worked great for me. Um, I have two different ones. I have the one with the chuck and the one without, with, with the little pull tab. So I can have a quick release. Uh, that works great. Milwaukee's great. Uh, Bosch is great. Um, and is there so any brand that you would tell people to stay away from? Stay away from is just pretty much like that chic, that low end budget, you know, for just a weekend warrior. Check that out if you want to. Um, you know, definitely the lithium batteries are going to be great for you. You know, um, there's so much versatility, but once you kind of commit to it, like for example, Milwaukee tools and Dewalt tools. Okay, let's talk this. If you're going to buy a system, buy the system and stick to it. Don't multitask. Like, oh, I bought Milwaukee and I bought Dewalt. Like, don't mix and match. Not Milwaukee, multitask. Don't like mix. Don't get the, like a power drill from one uh, brand and then get like a something else from a different brand. Is what you're saying? No, because what's so great about this now, Milwaukee tools has their battery that can also be used as your yard work battery for your yard work tools so all the batteries are interchangeable within the brand right and so if you're going to do the dewalt do the same thing so pick a brand stick with it i went with ryobi it was cheaper than the the other ones um i figured that the amount of times that i use it it's not an everyday thing but when i do use it i want it to work uh but i don't need the, the cadillac of you know drills i mean uh, I'm still, I don't even know the difference between, but there's a drill and then there's a, what do they call that thing? A power drill, power, uh, Yeah, the, the impact drill. Impact drill, I don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. It's just like punching and turning the whole time. That's all it's doing. So you don't need that to screw stuff in. What do you, I mean, you don't need it for a drill bit. What do you I, I swear from here on out, always buy that. Really? Why? Because a regular drill is going to, you know, for any of you people out there who haven't worked with, like you probably worked at drill and you're like, oh, I, I tightened it. No, but if, say if I'm the impact drill it's punching and and drilling at the same time so it's impacting every rotation and it's getting a little more of a twist that is having more of an impact and having a more of a better adhesion a better like grip for your screw that you're putting down if you're just going to use a regular drill and you're like I check that down you tack that down. What's going to happen probably eventually if you're using a floor? What's going to happen eventually over time? That's going to squeak. If you use an impact drill and you hit a stud, 
that actually is down and you are not going to hear any movement or squeaking coming from that screw. That's why that's why professionals use these impact drills all the time because you're in a you're going to have more better adhesion to your products, whatever you're using, tacking down, it's going to get closer and better versus a regular drill. You'll just see it. It makes sense. It. I'm putting it on my list. Impact drill. Oh, Christmas man. If you want a best friend, go for that. Period. <laughs> well, I need all the friends I could get. I hate to shift focus on you, but we do got to keep a, keep our our, our our contract, our social contract we have with all of our fans that we have to address the body improvement portion of the show. For me, it was the top four foods that you must eat every day. Do you have top four foods? Cause I'll answer mine, um, but it's it's a little bit deeper than just like you couldn't answer four tools. I don't think I can answer just four foods. Um, I definitely think uh, banana should be on that list. Chicken. Um, I would also say berries, but if I had to choose a berry, blueberry would probably be on my list. And if we're talking pulling from the nuts family, um, I think almonds are probably at the top of that list. But I'm a big cashew fan myself. And if I had to add a vegetable, which I know would be a fifth item, would probably be spinach. But those are items I think that you shouldn't, don't even necessarily eat every single day. But if you did, you probably would be happier. And um, if you're like morally opposed to um, eating meat, obviously skip the chicken. But I feel like it has, in terms of taste, quality, nutrient density, um, it's definitely got to be high on my list um, as opposed to red meat. Red meat, I try to spread out to eat ideally once a week, if that. Um, but chicken, I think you can definitely eat more. So the thing, the reason I picked those four foods in particular, um, Joel, Dr. Joel Furman, who honestly is probably the only guy that I could say has created a diet that I'm all for 100%. He's the creator of the Nutritarian Diet, and his philosophy is you eat the foods that have the most nutrients per calorie, meaning the least amount of calories, most amount of nutrients, as often as possible. And he actually ranked all the foods with the ANDI, A-N-D-I, the Aggregate Nutrient Density Index, which you can find at Whole Foods. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to put it on all the labels. With 1,000 being the highest, that was kale. And with like one being the lowest, that was probably buffalo wings or somewhere in there. But you'd want to eat the um, foods that had the highest ANDI index and eat those foods often, which makes, this, makes the most sense. So, But he came up with... Uh, five things that you would want to eat on a daily basis. And it was, it was G-bombs, greens, beans, on, onions, mushrooms, berries, seeds. And is that six? I think that's six. But I tried to pull a little bit from that list. I didn't want to be as vague as just saying greens and beans and, and you know, uh, uh, berries. Uh, but I tried to pick out my favorite ones. But, yeah, I think chicken, banana, um, almonds, although I prefer cashews, um, and spinach, if you can get on your list. And um, I think that's it. Do you have foods that you think you should eat every day, Ross? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about like just eating rice. I don't know. No, rice, rice is a staple. That's I mean, that's a phenomenal food. That's a food that you know it. You obviously you can get bored of it, but it adds texture. It makes you feel full. Um, we're talking about brown rice is a little more nutritious than uh, white rice, but I mean, think of like all Asian culture. I mean, pretty much it's just how do you want your rice arranged, right? Right. Uh, I'll take brown. Would you do a brown rice? Sure, I'm up for both. I'm 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 up for at, at this time. I'm up for just kind of getting some substance in my stomach, quick, cheap, and easy. You know. I hear you. I oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I think chicken, broccoli, rice. 
Well, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it, and that's like the bodybuilder's uh, diet, too. So, you know, uh, chicken, broccoli, brown rice, man. I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have every single day, and I got a lot of protein. I think, yes, that's obviously, um, those three things are phenomenal. But, like, I think in terms of, like, taste, uh, to me, broccoli doesn't taste very good, neither does rice. I mean, it just doesn't taste like anything. It's good for you, but those are things you kind of sneak in on top of some other foods. So mm-hmm. it's obviously the sauces. Whatever sauces you use are going to make those foods taste good. But, right. I th- you know, fruit is where it's at. I was, I mean, I read the 80-10-10 diet. It's, a, it's actually a book, but the 80-10-10 diet was primarily uh, fruit, uh, some vegetables. That's why I picked bananas. There's actually a diet where they had 21 straight days of nothing but bananas. And they're like, well, if it works for, you know, monkeys and gorillas, it's got to work for humans. And you can uh-huh. survive on it. Bananas, what they say, is closest to being the perfect food in terms of, you know, the the taste it gives you, the energy it provides. Um, you know, and that's why it's so prevalent in a lot of, you know, cultures, especially with primates. But I, I think, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to, if I had a choice, for me, like, bananas are not only are they healthy for you, but it's almost like a dessert. I think most fruit is, but, like, bananas in particular. And I have some dynamite frozen banana recipes that i love to do on the weekends where you know you chop the banana up throw them in the freezer at least overnight just as long as they're cold but you can make a smoothie out of that um and it tastes just as good as like any kind of like soft serve ice cream you could possibly find out there it just obviously has that banana flavor to it so you can't get around that but you can add anything to it and uh it tastes phenomenal so bananas i think are just a i don't want to say underrated because i'm sure the, the secret's out but i don't know if i could get by without bananas yeah, I think bananas work great. I've been adding them into my eggs uh, in the morning. Like um, in the eggs or in addition to? Uh, in the eggs. Really? So it's like, yeah. I saw this on uh, Tim Biohacker, and he he, but he was adding duck eggs, and because they have more high and rich protein. And I listened to an, another podcast where he said like egg duck eggs got this weird, you know, oily thing that just kind of stays on your tongue and I do not want to deal with like another thing I have to worry about like duck eggs and paying the money to go get duck eggs like I'm just I'm, I'm not so I'm just gonna do you know uh, large eggs uh, brown or white and I'm gonna get a banana and I put probably three eggs and then I kind of put my MCT oil in that thing and then I kind of mash it up with a potato masher and the skillet and then uh, I just do in a slow cook and then I got these nice eggs with bananas they feed them for kids too but it's nice and rich in protein and uh now if I want I do put a little syrup on top of that and I'm pretty good you know I got a nice little sounds good it, to insulin me. boost yeah you know what another uh, phenomenal topping for toast is bananas like slice them up toss them on there sprinkle some sesame seeds and um it, it's I'm not, you know, this whole carb phobia where everyone's staying away from bread. So I don't eat carbs and stuff. It's like, well, that, that's that's going to go away eventually. Believe me, people. I mean, they 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 fail to mention the fact that it's processed carbs that is the big um, issue, not necessarily carbohydrates themselves. Carbohydrates are a macronutrient. You have to eat them in your diet. In fact, carbohydrates are your primary source of energy, right? So I'm not right. against toast. I think toast is great. A nice multi-grain toast in the morning, but dice up a uh, a banana. You know, throw it on top. You don't. I mean, you don't necessarily need to smash it with a knife, but you can. And then uh, give a little bit of texture. If you can put some seeds on top of it in some way, it's just a phenomenal snack, man. What about uh, sourdough? I love sourdough. I think it's great. I think it is too. I think you know all my breads. You know, the the bread making process is interesting too. It's one thing I regret. I used to have a bread maker. I have pretty much every appliance under the sun 
uh, but I don't have my bread maker anymore, and uh, I still buy it. One here, here's one trick about bread that I didn't know early on, which I wish I would have. You can freeze bread. <laughs> like I just didn't. Mm. I used to always. I would buy it, you know, full loaf for myself. Have about you know six, eight, ten slices, and then the rest of it would just go bad. But after a week these days, just throw in the freezer. And now I have one of those toaster ovens that has like the front door, not just the ones you put in the slots. Uh, if I make toast with it, I don't even know the difference. It's not as good as it was when it was fresh, but it's, it's just a little bit. It just doesn't taste quite right. But it's still the fact that I don't have to f- throw away a nice, you know, the whole loaf of bread. I can just freeze it and use it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's a nice benefit. Yeah. My mother would do that all the time. And uh, I remember doing that. I. I don't have as much bread as I normally do. I had in the past, but uh, yeah, it's a smart thing. Plus, it saves you money, you know. Are you a chicken guy? Do you prefer chicken over red meat? I mean, we all know I we should. Give me both. Give me both. Yeah. I love meat. Period. Do you? I do not care. I'm happy. I do too. Meat. I honestly, I I feel like meat has the same addictive quality as just like like just like junk food just like cigarettes just like like go up to somebody who eats meat and tell them that they can't have meat you'll see panic in their eyes or take them to a vegetarian cafe and just watch them go what huh it's the same thing you would see from a smoker that's like oh sorry no smoking allowed you just see that panic right <laughs> like i re- there is an addictive quality to meat that i don't i feel like goes under address so i too have fallen into that category where i do eat meat on a regular basis and I, right now i can't see myself without it um i have gone no more than a m- i've done it several months in a row but um I, I should several makes it sound like seven right but no it's more like i think i did three months in a row with no meat um, but it was challenging because meat is something I particularly enjoy. Yeah, uh, I I love it. I think it's great. Um, helps me out. I don't know. It just tastes good, and I don't want to think against it. I don't, I don't care. I I am so happy to eat meat, and I'm. Uh, I have a friend who's a vegan, and uh, I respect you know his choices and the humane way. But I don't care, and I'm going to eat my meat. Period. So and I don't care. Berries and nuts are obviously, you know, in terms of um, nutrient density, are very high. You know, am yeah. I, do I, can I choose between one? I don't know. They're all like my children. But what I do in particular is I'll get a bag of frozen berries from Costco, just a gigantic one, and then I'll just take a fistful of berries and throw it in my hot oatmeal or a fistful of berries and throw it in my smoothie, and I feel like I check that box. Uh, yeah, because you know. I was listening to another another podcast, and they, they were talking about that. Just one Do you guy listen said, to podcasts? I'm starting to get that impression. You know, oatmeal, and, and the guy's like, well, maybe if you add some berries to that, that's a better chance. Besides just having just this filler thing. And that's kind of what you're saying to add more to it. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of just taking little things. Like, you know, the freezer is your best friend in terms of obviously, you know, preserving food, I guess. If you get good at jarring, that'd be great too. But um, in the meantime, just freezing food and using it later, you know, I mean, it takes your, you know, if you put it in the fridge, it's good for usually two to three days, depending on what the item is. But in the freezer, you're usually good for a couple months. And I find berries are something that you always want to have on hand. Buy a big bag of frozen berries, use them as often as possible, especially in a hot breakfast, you know, or just toss them in some Greek yogurt, toss them in anything. Just another way to sneak it in. Same thing with the, the nuts, right? I have a, I have always get a canister from Costco of just mixed nuts. I get the, um, make sure they're not roasted and make sure they're not salted. And um, I just try to toss like a fistful of nuts into any of the smoothies I make or just even a snack. Like if I'm walking by, I'll just grab a fistful of nuts. Um, yeah, fistful of nuts. I said it. 
I thought that I thought that would get a, a, a bigger laugh from you. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I feel oh. like we are getting to that age where, like, I don't even think that's funny anymore. That's how I know I'm old, man. I don't think a fistful of nuts is even like, get it? Fist- All right, never mind. Am I, I mature? Think, yeah, I think it depends so. on your, the context, you know, at the time. You're like, a fistful of nuts. And if we're going to circle back to what Dr. Furman was talking about in terms of the G-bombs, onions and mushrooms are two of those things on the list. I'm, you know, I'm not going to grab an, an onion and take a bite. Uh, I'm not going to obviously do, do that with a mushroom either. But I will buy them. I will use them as often as I can. Anytime I'm doing a stir fry, anytime I can, like, add them to a hamburger, add them to um, whatever I'm eating, you know, any kind of pasta dish and stuff like that. Um, you know, especially onions with meat, I think they, they just go well together. So I try to add them to my dishes as much as possible, but I would say that's more an, an additive as opposed to something. I think most of these are just kind of additives, but um, I have to make a conscious effort to do it with onions and mushrooms because they're not the two things I think about most when I'm trying to cook food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. list. That's your list. I think we went way off the reservation in terms of keeping it at the four. What would you say? Yeah, I think we did, but I'm okay with it. I think it's good to educate ourselves and our audience. I think they'll appreciate it. I think so, too. Next week, I want to talk. I was We were supposed to talk about brand names or, or generic tools. Do you have more on the topic, or do you think we should switch that one up? If you want cheap, disposable tools, Harbor Freight is your best friend. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. And then the topic I'm going to talk about is are, are workout clothes necessary? Are you a Lululemon guy? Tell me the truth. Tell me. Do it. I'm an Under Armour guy. I don't know. I feel like core power yoga guy like yourself would be more and more Lululemon. No, dude, I'm on budget. I'm, I I want to be the good looking guy who's like, yo, I actually am not going to be Lululemon, dude. It's just it's it's overrated, and uh, it looks great on the women. And I love it. We'll uh, hit it next week. Guys, hey, hey, no, we'll hit it next no. week. Zip it, because we got to have something to talk about next week. Ross, right, I'm looking at you. It's been a real treat, my friend. That's another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. What'd you think? What would you rate this show on a scale of one to ten? This episode. Four. I give it about a five and a half. <laughs> We're moving. I like it. We're heading in the right better. direction. All right, pal. I'm gonna let you go. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. There you have it, folks. Home and Body Improvement Show, Episode 8 in the books. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the podcast, please hit me up at andy at coachpods.com. You can find us both on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, you're the fans and we love hearing from you, so drop us a line. Other than that, enjoy the rest of your week and we are out of here.